something about the name of Jesus. It's so sweet. It's so sweet. We worship you, Jesus.
generations and your family and your children and their children and their children's famous favor be upon you and a thousand generations and your family and your children and their children and their children's famous favor be upon you and a thousand
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, we bless your name, Lord. bless your name. We call upon your name this morning, Lord. Oh, we give you glory and honor this morning, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. Jesus, 
We love you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, we give you glory, Lord. And all the honor this morning, oh God. You are worthy to be praised. Oh, your name is worthy to be praised, oh God. Oh, have your way among us this morning, oh God. Oh God, do what you have to do in this place this morning, oh God. Oh, hallelujah. We worship you, Lord. We worship you, Lord. We worship you, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. We worship you, Lord. Hallelujah. Have your way, Lord God. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, have your way, Lord. Have your way. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Oh, we praise your name this morning. We give you glory and honor this morning. We worship you because you are worthy to be praised. Have your way this morning. Have your way this morning, oh God. Oh, have your way in this place this morning, oh God. Oh, have your way in this place this morning, oh God. Speak to our hearts this morning, oh God. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, sir. Okay. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, praise your name this morning. Hallelujah. Come on, church. Let's just give the Lord a round of applause this morning. Let's just praise him this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise your name, Lord. Amen, 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 hallelujah, hallelujah, amen, 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 oh, we praise your name this morning, hallelujah, hallelujah, Jesus, we thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord, the presence of the Lord is in this place, we thank God for his goodness. We thank God for his kindness, his mercy. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. Great is his faithfulness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So good to be in the house of the Lord this morning. God has been faithful to us. God has been good to us. He has made his face to shine upon us. Be gracious to us. And give us peace. Oh, Entreat the presence of the Lord. Engage the Lord this morning. Will you stretch your hands to the heavens 
and begin to call on the name of Jesus and say, Lord, whatever you're doing, I want you to do something in me, Lord God. Oh, God, I want to reach my full potential in you, Lord God. I want to know you like I've never known you, Lord God. I want to walk by faith, Lord God. I want to live in the Spirit, Lord God. I want to experience the depths of the things of God. Now, Lord, will you have your way in us today, individually and collectively? Lord, strip away from us, Lord, all the things that does not belong. Remove the weights and the sins that so easily beset us. Will you set us free today in this service, Lord God, that we can truly worship you in the beauty of holiness, and that, oh God, we can know you in a way. Oh God, have your way. Oh God, receive our worship. We lift our hands. We bow our knees. We humble ourselves before you. And oh God, we just ask that you have your way in us. Will you touch us, Lord God, that we will feel that miraculous divine touch from you, Lord God. Oh, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Let God have his way. Let God have his way. Let him do what he wants to do. Purge us, almighty God. Cleanse us, almighty God. Set us free today, almighty God. Do a work in us, Lord God. Oh, do a work in us, Lord Jesus, that will take us into eternity, Lord. Do a work in us, Lord God, where we can experience, Lord God, oh, the purity of the goodness of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Jesus, you're worthy of our praise. You're worthy of our praise. Oh God, we worship you. We adore you. Oh, God, there is none like you. Oh, oh, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. We say yes, Lord, to your will. Oh, let him have his way. Let him have his way. This is your day. This is your moment. Let God do what he wants to do in you. Let God do what he wants to do in you. I'll surrender to him this morning. Yield to the spirit of the Lord this morning. Trust in the Lord this morning and let him do just what he wants to do. Ah, 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 ah. Ah. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. 
oh God. We don't want to be the same, Lord God. We want to become more like you, Lord Jesus. We want to become more like you, oh God. Oh, blessed be his name. We ought to thank him this morning. Come on, let's thank him this morning. Thanks. Thanks. I give you thanks for all you've done. I am so blessed. My soul has found rest. Oh Lord, I give you chapter 3, verse number 1, Proverbs chapter 3, verse number 1. If you have your Bibles, if you'll open to Proverbs chapter 3, verse number 1. If you don't have your Bible, you can look on with us. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 1. What a presence of the Lord in this place. God has done something miraculous in each and every one of you. All of us that allow the Lord to do what he wants, something miraculous has transpired. Church, if we will just begin to pray like we've never prayed, if we will begin to seek the Lord like we've never seek, but let's do it together. We need one another and we must do this together. But if we will come together and begin to pray and call on the name of the Lord, God is going to do the things that is miraculous that only he can do. But we got to call on his name. We got to worship him and trust him. Oh, God, you're so good. You're so good. You're so kind to us. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. 
We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Amen. Proverbs chapter 3. We changed the order of our service up because Jesus changed it up. This is the way it needs to go now. And so we just yield to God and let him do what he wants to do. And we will just see what he will continue to do. Proverbs chapter 3. We'll begin in verse number 1 and we'll read 1 through 6. The word of the Lord says, My son, forget not my law, but let thine heart keep my commandments. For length of days and long life and peace shall they add to thee. The word of the Lord says here that when we keep God's commandments, it adds Length of days, long life, and peace to our life when we keep his commandments. Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Do not let mercy and truth escape you. Hold on to mercy and truth. The Bible says, bind them about thy neck. Write them upon the table of thine heart. So shall thou find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. When we hold on to mercy and truth, God says that we will find favor and good understanding in his sight and the sight of men. Verse 5, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways, acknowledge him. I thank God that we acknowledge him this morning. I I thank God that we lean not unto our own understanding this morning. Because you see, if someone that didn't know who God is came in and saw us here this morning, they would have wondered what in the world is going on. Why is he crying or why is tears coming from his eyes? Why is this one screaming and why is this one just clapping and why is this one lifting their hands and why is this one jumping and why is this one? They would come in and wonder what in the world is going on in here. But we're leaning not unto our own understanding and we're acknowledging him in all of our ways. Because he will direct our path. I want to talk to you this morning on this topic. Trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord. You may be seated. We are living in uncertain times these days, to say the least. Nothing seems stable and dependable. We are skeptical of everything and we don't trust anyone or anything. There are those who are doing their best to gain the trust of many, but only causes more skepticism. This kind of behavior has produced a fractured, broken, and separated people. Who and what we used to trust in, we no longer trust in. Because many of us just don't like Or feel like we can trust anything or anyone, we now begin to make our own self who we trust. 
And so now, because we feel like we can't trust anything or anyone, we place all the focus on self and says, I know I can trust me. If I can't trust nobody else, I know I can trust me. And so we have moved from trusting anything or anyone and say, I'm going to just trust me. I can only trust myself is the statement we now make. However, this opens up the floodgates for social media to do its best work by serving up to us what we want and what we desire, what we like to hear and what we want to see. And so because of all the skepticism and untrustworthiness, we turn it to ourselves and says, it's all about me. I'm going to trust me. But because we're doing that, guess what? We make ourselves vulnerable for destruction. I read in the scripture Thursday night in Isaiah chapter 14, verse number 12, or Isaiah chapter 12, verse 14. I can't get the scriptures right in my mind, but I know exactly what I'm talking about. But we read it Thursday night about the fall of Lucifer, who we know today as Satan. And one of the things that stood out the most in the text that described his fall was he says, I, five times, I, 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 I. And if you have learned anything from Lucifer, you realize when it starts to become about you, it's about pride. And pride comes before destruction. So when we get into the place where we are today of untrustworthiness, can't depend on anybody, skepticism, and now we say, I got to just trust me and depend on me. It makes pride get into your life, and now you set yourself up for big failure because now social media picks up and starting to feed you all of what you want to hear, all of what you feel, all of what you desire, all of what you talk about, and so here you are now just being fed what you want and that doesn't mean his truth. And so now the question is, because we've come to that place where social media is doing that, we set ourselves up. Understand this. Social media algorithms are set up to monitor your social media footprint and keep feeding you what you want, what you desire, what you talk about. So if that's the case, if that's the case, can you really trust you? Because where are you getting your information from? Where are you getting the things that you're taking in? Where are you getting it from to say, I'm just going to trust me. I'm just going to depend on me. Where are you getting that from? The Bible says, trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Trust is to be reliant on. Trust is to be sure. Trust is to be absent of impending doom. Trust is to be unsuspecting. Trust means no skepticism. Trust means surrendering completely. I like that one. Trust is when you surrender completely. When Jesus was on the cross and he had finished all that he came to earth, to do 
I remember him saying this while he was on the cross. Right before the life came out of his body, Jesus says, Father, into thine hand I commend my spirit. <laughs> and when you trust, what you do is you commend. You put your life in the hand of the one you trust. When you trust, you make yourself vulnerable to the one who you trust. What is it to trust the Lord? What is it to trust the Lord? I can tell you what is it to trust the Lord. It is to be persuaded that he is able to do what he says he will do. Let's just start there. That when we say we trust the Lord, we are saying, I believe, I know that he is able to do what he says he will do. So if I trust him, it means I am standing declaring that the God that I trust I know is able to do what he says he will do. Let's just start there if we trust him. Trusting God with all your heart requires your heart to be undivided. Who else got your heart? What else got your heart? Because if you trust God, your heart is undivided and you trust him completely and he's got your heart. Trust is, when you say you, you trust the Lord, to trust in the Lord is to rely on him. We must obey him. Can you imagine walking a dangerous path, not knowing where you're going, and you're depending on yourself? You're taking this day's path, trying to get to what you think and believe is to be a good destination, a blessed destination. And you're taking this path, hoping that it will lead you to where you think you will go, but you really don't know. Are you going to listen to you? Or are you going to trust the one that you say you trust? When we trust God, we must obey him. Whatever he says is what we do. Whatever he tells us is what it is. When we trust in the Lord, we rely on him. We rely on him to save us. We rely on him to deliver us. We rely on him to provide for us. We rely on him to protect us because we say we trust the Lord. But listen to this. Relying on the Lord doesn't always mean he will always do what we want him to do. Relying on him doesn't always mean he will do what we want him to do. 
Trusting in the Lord means I trust him no matter what he does or says. When I trust in the Lord, it means whether he agrees with me, he doesn't agree with me, I trust him. When I trust in the Lord, it means he can say some things I don't like, but I still trust him. Trusting the Lord, whether it works out in my favor or it doesn't. Many people have started out walking with the Lord. Many people have started out on that journey. Saying, God, I want to live for you. God, I want to serve you. God, I want to go to heaven. God, I want the blessings. And we want everything that God has in store for us. We start out like that. And then we hit a bump. And something doesn't go our way. And guess what? We stop trusting. We stop following. Mm Mm-hmm. I heard a story that might help somebody here today. Little boy and little girl was climbing a hill. And as they're going up the hill, the little boy looked over to the little girl and says, this is hard to climb. Too many bumps. Whole lot of bumps, girl. This is just hard to climb. And the girl look over to the little boy and says, hold on to the bumps and it will make it easier to climb. Hold on to the bumps and it will make it easier to climb. And I'm telling you in this life, when the devil comes to tell you to stop trusting God because of the bumps, I want you to hold on to the bumps and keep climbing and keep trusting because the bumps aren't there to get you to stop trusting. The bumps are there to help you to keep trusting. Hold on to the bumps. Keep climbing. Keep going. They're not there to make you stop trusting God. They're there to help you to keep on trusting God. In Daniel chapter 3, verse number 13, the Bible says, Then Nebuchadnezzar in his rage and fury commanded to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Then they brought these men before the king. Mm -hmm. Nebuchadnezzar spake and said unto them, Is it true, O Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, do not ye serve my gods, small g, nor worship the golden image which I have set up? Don't you serve my God? Don't you bow down to The sound of the cornet, flute, harp, sackbut, psaltery, and dulcimer, and all kinds of music, ye, sh- ye fall down and worship the image which I have made. Well, but if ye worship not, ye shall be cast the same hour into the midst of a burning fiery furnace. And who 
is the capital G-O-D that shall deliver you out of my hands. The king had respect for Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He knew the God that they served. He knew that God had done great things in their life. And so the hour came where everybody was bowing down to the image, worshiping the idol. Because the king says, you better do it. And Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego say, I'm sorry. That's just not what we do. Church, there's a whole lot in this story, in this book, that we need to take from because it's, it's this hour that it will really help us. It's this hour that this story here in the Bible will really help us. And this king who Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego had a deep relationship with decide that they need to bow down like everybody else around them and worship the image. And they said, King, we respect you and all. Can't do it. Where are we today in all that's going on around us? Are we bowing to it? Or are we taking a position of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and we saying, listen, I love y'all. I respect y'all. But I just can't do what y'all are doing. How hard is that for us to just go about our business because we trust them so much to say, I love the world. I love my brothers and sisters in the world. But the bottom line is, I can't do what they do. It doesn't matter what they do. Let them do what they do, but I'm going to do what I do. One of the things that have really separated our world and fractured us is we say, free world, everybody do what they feel like they got to do. But whether we want to admit to it or not, we're still, it's still a tug of war. Even it's still a tug of war. You do what you want and I'll do what I want. But as soon as what I'm doing makes you uncomfortable, you start trying to get me to do what you want. We have a hard time just saying, if that's what you do, you do it. Let me do what I do. We're not being true to that. Somehow, somebody or one side is getting under the other side. So they're trying to get the other side to no, you need to come over here. I know we agreed to saying you do you and I do, but, but no, I don't like what you're doing, so you need to come do what I'm doing too. Mm-hmm. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego looked at them bowing down, worshiping their idol. He, they realized that some was doing it because they were afraid of the king. Some were doing it because that's what they like to do. People had different reasons for why they were doing what they were doing. But Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego look at everything and says, listen, we respect you all. It's not what we do. I'm comfortable being a Christian. I'm comfortable serving God. I'm comfortable talking in tongues. I'm comfortable saying there's one God. I'm comfortable living holy. I'm comfortable living a, a Holy Ghost filled life. I'm comfortable reading my Bible and praying where I got to pray. I'm comfortable living for God. And if you don't like it, that's just too bad. But I love you anyhow. I'm comfortable. I'm okay with it. You do you and I'll do me. 
I'm comfortable. You're not going to make me feel uncomfortable. I'm going to do what I got to do because these three boys, they decide that they were going to do what God wanted them to do and not what the pressures of life. I'm comfortable. If me serving God means I'm going to be lonely and everybody going to walk away from me and people going to talk about me, I'm okay with that too. Comfortable. You just be comfortable with what you're doing, but leave me alone. Let me be comfortable with what I'm doing. Because what I'm doing is going to be to serve God. You decide what you want to do. Be in this matter. They were respectful. I'm going to do what I do for God, and I'm going to be respectful to you still. I don't have to be disrespectful to you when I live for my God. But you don't need to be disrespectful to me either as you live for whatever you're living for. I'm going to be respectful to you. Whatever you choose to do or however you choose to live, I'm going to be respectful to you. But can you do the same courtesy for me too? Mm Mm-hmm. If it be so, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace. And he will deliver us out of thine hand, O king. Church, Christians, born-again believers, deliverance can come two ways. Deliverance can come where God deliver you and keep you around or deliverance can come where God take you to heaven and you be on away from this earth. Either way, it's deliverance. Because when you are being delivered from a situation and in the hands of God, the way it's deliverance. So if I if God see fit that his way of delivering me is to promote me to heaven ahead of you, I'll take that. And if God sees fit that while the situation going on, he's going to deliver me by walking with me, I'll take that. So either way, God decided to do it. I trust him. Whatever way he decides to deliver me, I will take it. I'm okay with it. You got to be okay with the way God is going to deliver you. See, we want deliverance, but we want to dictate how we get delivered. But we're not God. And if we could have delivered ourselves, why didn't we? So whatever way he chooses to deliver me, I'm okay with it. I got to say this. You've heard me say this lately, and I've been talking about this a lot lately. I don't know why. But death is all around us. I don't know. I don't know if those of you that are a lot older than me feel like it's just what it is when you get to a certain age. I don't know. I just know that in my little bit of time I've been living, in these times, I feel like death is all around me. And I believe by much around me, it has forced me to reckon with death. And where I am today is understanding what my Bible teaches. 
had some great friends, great men of God that we connect social media or on telephone, whatever. And when people we know, that was what we call icons in Christ, died, you know what they normally describe that as? My dad was promoted to the sweet, sunny banks of deliverance. They, 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 they post these things of they was promoted. And I'm watching this. I see this a lot. And we celebrate how they're better off. But what's wrong when we still make it seem like being here is better off? I'm, I'm getting mixed messages. Because if we're all about dying and being promoted and being in the presence of God and, may, and escape, the, 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 the escape hell, why are, we, why are we so worried about death? And I know for some people that's very uncomfortable to think about. But I understand something. That if I trust God to live is Christ, to die is gain. I don't lose no matter which way it goes. So I just got to trust God so much that whichever way he decides to go, I'm going to be all right and I'm good with it. So whether he decides, son, it's time to get out of that world and into eternity with me, or son, I'm going to deliver you from that situation so you can keep serving me. Either way, God, I'm okay with it because I trust you. But we struggle with moving on from here. I told the opposition on the vaccine that I don't have time to get into all of the different perspective. A lot of perspective, and I'm sure a lot of them are valid. But because I trust God, I try to simplify everything in my life because I don't need things to be complicated. I try to simplify. Remember when you were little and they talk about simplify things? I'm still there. I try to simplify stuff. And so here's where I am with all of this stuff. If the vaccine ain't no good and it somehow kills me, I'm better off than you. And I'm on the sweet, sunny side, sunny banks of the lands, and you still here dealing with all this crap. I'm just saying, I'm just a simplification. So all the people that's worried about this and worried about that, I know this ain't the market to be, so I'm not worried about that. But if this happened to do something to me, bye-bye. Enjoy the rest of your time here because I'm way better off than you now. That's just where I am. That makes me so detached from the struggle and the sophisticated discussion. I ain't got time for all that mess. I'm trying to get to heaven. I'm trusting God. I'm trying to serve God. I'm trying to do his will. I don't have time to let conversations that take you no place get in my life. The only thing I'm going to struggle with is my failures and my struggles. I'll deal with those and try to get them together so when God's ready for me, I'm good to go. I'm not worrying about all this stuff. I don't have time for that discussion. To me, it's irrelevant because I'm living for Jesus. I'm trusting him. I want him to rule and reign in my life. So however he see fits to rule and reign, that's on him. I don't want to leave my children, but I trust him to take care of them. Because really, 
They're his. He only lent them to <laughs> y'all don't want to come with me. They're really his. He just lent them to me to be a guardian to them and to be an example to them. They're not mine. He lent them to me. So if he decide that, bro, let's go. Yes, Lord. I'm out of here. And he got everything under control. He'll take care of my children. That's just where I am. When you trust God, you said, oh, king. Do what you got to do, but I trust God. Verse 18 says, But if not, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. God is well able to deliver us and save us, and to provide for us. But if he doesn't, I still trust him. And the Hebrew boys, that's what they were saying. They were saying, listen, king, God will deliver us. But if he choose not to deliver us, guess what? We ain't bowing down anyway. We're not serving your gods. We're not bowing down to your images. And church, if we don't get anything today about trusting God, when you trust God, you said, regardless of what he does or doesn't do, I'm not doing what y'all want me to do, world. Why you do this? Ladies, let me talk to you for just one second, because that's all it's going to be. One second. Why are you worrying about how God requires you to be and live? That ain't nobody's business. That's between you and God. What are you worrying about? Just say, I'm doing this to please my God. Whatever you do, what are you doing it for? Let me get y'all a little riled up. I'm back. Ladies, don't even answer the question, but I'm going to ask the question. Why do you show a little skin sometimes? Why do you show a little cleavage sometimes, ladies? I'll leave it right there. Well, stop asking me questions why I look holy all the time. We be, we, I just, the, 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 the stuff that we talk about, and uh, to me, it be seeming so silly. You know that you look a certain way for a certain reason. Be bold and confident in who you are as a woman of God. Be holy, be righteous, and look from head to toe like you a queen, like you a woman of God. And no matter what nobody say, why you look like that? Be quick to say, because I'm pleasing my God. I trust him. I don't know who you pleasing, but go ahead and please who you pleasing. Can you let me please who I'm pleasing? You see you come back to that conversation, Ethan? Can we be fair to each other? That you do you and I do me. And see who come out at the end. You just do you. You do me. But if you want to come do what I'm doing, then come on over. Because I know what I'm doing will last for all eternity. God is able to do what he said he will do. And that's why we got to trust him. We got to trust him. Listen, we trust. In the Lord, because we know he loves us. We trust in the Lord because we know he loves us. We trust in the Lord because we know for us. In Genesis chapter 
3. Genesis. Did you hear that? Genesis chapter 3, verse 15. God promised he was going to give you himself as a gift. God is for us. The Bible says he loved us while we were yet sinners. I am going to trust him. I am going to serve him. I am going to live for him. I'm going to give all I can to him because he is for We trust him because we can rely on his promises because his promises that he makes they will always come to pass. Not one word of God's promises will ever fail. Not one. Our response to God's promises demonstrate if we trust or don't trust. We don't trust. I've had many conversations with many different people over the years. And all of us trust God and we're living for God until we hear something about God that we don't like. (laughs) I've seen it so often. We all believe God loves us. We all believe God died for us. We all believe God is a supply of all of our needs. We all believe that God can heal. We all believe that God can set free. And then I say, God wants us to give him all of our heart, all of our mind, all of our soul, all of our strength, which means you give your all to him. Well, God understands. I don't think the scripture means that. I mean, we got to live our life. God don't put anything in his word and not understand that you can do it and everything else that you're doing. We can't separate our life in Christ. You only have one life in Christ. And everything is incorporated in that life. But God needs to be the center of it. And everything needs to flow out from God. So, so when God is the center of your life, everything else flows from there. So that means God is the one who you're living for and everything else is just the trimmings. Everything else come on the outskirts. But from the inside, God is who you're serving. So when you go to work and you don't feel like going tomorrow because it's Monday, but you walk through the door and you have a big smile, good morning, everybody. Why do you think you do that? Because you want them to see what it's like to have Jesus in your life. That no matter what's going on, no matter how tired you are, no matter what's going on in life, guess what? I'm always happy that God is in my life. So you always see me. You always what's wrong with him? I got God in my life. We can trust God. We can rely on him because he is just. Do anything wrong. He can't do anything wrong. We can make mistakes. We can try to do the right thing and still do wrong. God cannot make a mistake and do wrong. So you trust him because you know he will always be just with you. 
He will never mistreat you. He will never do you wrong. He will never treat you bad. God will always do you right. You can trust him. He is just. We rely on God. We trust God because he's able to do what he says he will do. Remember that? God is able to do just what he says he will do. Uh-huh. Somebody singing? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Don't give up on God, for he won't give up on you. He's able. Uh-huh. He's able. He's able, and he's shown us from the very beginning that he's able. Why won't we trust God? Can we get a people of God today to get up and say, God, I'm going to trust you no matter what. I'm going to trust you no matter what I'm dealing with, no matter what the circumstances are. I'm going to trust you. When when I'm uncomfortable, when I don't feel like it, when I'm afraid, I'm going to trust you, Lord. Yes, sometimes we're nervous. Yes, sometimes we feel afraid. Yes, sometimes we're uncomfortable. But we can trust him. He's just and he's able to do just what he says he will do. Can we trust in fortune or chance? Can we trust in favor of the world? Or friends, or riches and power, or man's ability. Can we trust in positions and titles? There is nothing in which we can reasonably trust in except the Almighty God whose name is Jesus. Can we give him a hand? Oh my God. There is nothing that we can trust in reasonably except for the Almighty God whose name is Jesus. And so, We ought to trust in the Lord for success. Sister Sylvia, you're doing good. Brother Scarlett, you're doing good. These are people who in our society we will consider successful people. They started their business. Their business is is thriving. And so guess what? But they did it trusting in the Lord. They did it trusting in the Lord. They didn't do it coming from some, some crooked position. They did it trusting in the Lord. We can trust. In the Lord for success. We're able to trust in the Lord. Able to trust in the Lord even when he overrule us or changes our direction. We can trust in the Lord. We can trust in the Lord. We ought to trust in the Lord no matter what. No matter what. In Jeremiah chapter 17 verse number 5 the Bible says, Thus saith the Lord. Curse be the man that trusted in man and make it flesh his arm and whose heart departed from the Lord. For he shall be like the heath in the desert and shall not see when good cometh, 
but shall inhabit the parched places in the wilderness, in a salt land, and not inhabited. That's what happened when you trust in man. Uh huh. Blessed is the man that trusted in the Lord and whose heart the Lord is. For he shall be as a tree planted by the waters and that spreadeth out her roots by the river and shall not see when he cometh, but her leaf shall be green and shall not be careful in the year of drought. Neither shall cease from yielding fruit. I like that. I like that. When we trust in the Lord, that's what will happen for us. Will you trust in man, meaning yourself or other people, or will you trust in God? Confidence in one's own wisdom and strength or confidence in our fellow creatures who are as ignorant and weak and fallible as ourselves. I'm weak and you weak. I'm fallible and you fallible. So I'm supposed to walk around here talking about, oh, man, I can trust you. I can't trust me. So I'm going to trust you. <laughs> you tell me that. Explain that to me. If we're the same and I can't trust me, how I trust you? I told him this morning that a good motto to live by is to love people and trust God. Listen, I know God said to love him with all of our heart, all of our mind, all of our soul. So that's a given. But we can also trust God. So we love We love people. If you will live by that motto, man, you will live in freedom. But if you want to walk around and feel like, oh, man, I trust them completely. And then they mess up. Oh, I ain't speaking to them no more. We're not on that level no more. That's not their fault. It's your fault. Because you put them on a pedestal that they shouldn't be on. God tell us to owe no man nothing but love. So you're supposed to love one another. Not trust one another. Am I telling you not to trust? That's up to you. I'm just telling you how to guard your heart. Love people. Love and trust God. And you'll do very well at that. Mm -hmm. because people are going to make mistakes just like you're going to make mistakes. Now, if you're really good, you can, you can go ahead and trust people, and when they make mistakes, you just say, they're fallible just like me. I'm good with it. Let's just work through this. You can do that too. But boy, that's a hard way for some of us to go. I've watched it, and we haven't done good with that. We haven't done well with that. When we trust people and they mess up, we want to chop them, done with them, not deal with you no more. We go the other way. We don't do good with that. So if you can't handle that to say they're fallible just like me, they, they, they weak just like me, they make mistakes just like me. So when they make a mistake, we just sit down and we talk about it. We move forward and we just still love one another. But when you can't do that, then don't trust them. Just love them. Good advice, huh? I'm just, just trying to help you. That's what I'm here for. I told you I'm your biggest fan. Don't I tell you that all the time? I'm your biggest fan. I've got a pure heart to cheer you on and to encourage you and to do all that I can 
that is righteous, to help you in every way that I can. I'm your biggest fan. I don't think any one of you in here can call me up for something that I can give to you that I won't give to you. Not one of you. I'm your biggest fan. I love you to death. Go and do whatever I can. But we all fallible. Uh huh. We're all weak. We're all ignorant in a lot of ways. Uh huh. So we're crazy to trust in all of that. Uh huh. To trust in our ability or fallibility is to trust in vanity. Mm-hmm. It's false hope and delusive. No sure foundation when we trust in all of the things that we see. But a man who trusts the Lord is blessed. A man who trusts in the Lord. Guess what? He grows in a healthy way because he's in an environment that's conducive to growth. He matures and produces good fruit. A man or woman that trusts in God is in that kind of place. As you trust in the Lord, lean not to your own understanding. When you lean, I like to lean. I'm Jamaican. And Jamaican people, Jamaican people, we always got lean. I don't know what that is. Instead of just sitting down sometimes, we'll rather just lean. So I'm a leaner. But I've learned that I must not lean to my own understanding. See, when you lean, you are looking for assistance. When you lean, you're looking for to be propped up. When you lean, you're looking for some kind of a assistant to keep on keeping things together. Yeah, when you lean, you're trying to get assistance. And so the Bible says, lean not to your own understanding. Stop trying to assist yourself. Uh huh. Uh huh. It won't work. As a matter of fact, let me let let it hurt. Because what I just said, I can see some of you and probably some of our, our online congregation saying, "Well, I don't know about all that, Pastor. That kind of uh, that one might not be right on point, Pastor." That's it. they might be saying that, right, Ethan? A smart person probably trying to figure that one out, right? Trying to say, "I hear you, Pastor." But not sure if that's all the way legit you can see them saying that right but watch this because you know i'm a word man because i can't do nothing but trust the word first corinthians chapter 3 verse 18 i heard you somebody online was was questioning what i just said okay watch this first corinthians chapter 3 let no man deceive himself if any man among you seem it to be wise in this world Let him become a fool that he may be wise. So all of us that think that we're smart in this world, God said the only way you become smart is to become a fool in this world and be wise in God. So in other words, a man of God or a woman of God is wise in God, but a fool in this world. Uh Amen. And so here is the trouble. 
We want this world to accept us and to think that we're smart. So we end up having a struggle because in this world we want to be accepted as being smart. And God says, that's not how it works. You're going to have to be wise in me, which means this world is going to look at you and say, what's up with you? you you're kind of queer. Oh, I don't know about you. But I'm, 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 I'm comfortable with that because I trust the Lord. So if this world wants to look at me and say, yeah. I don't know if he's smart. Yeah. It, 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 um, what's this guy's name? Everybody thinks he's real. Okay, yeah, I got his name now. Everybody thinks he's real smart. I saw a little video on him the other day. Malcolm Gladwell. Malcolm Gladwell travels for eight to ten months out of the year to the most random and different places and ask questions and try to learn about people from all over the world. And then, for two to four months, depending on how that goes, it goes to a place. I can't remember where it was. If it was Germany or someplace over in Europe. But he goes to a place that's like an island. And he spends two to four months there just processing, just thinking, and doing nothing. And our world considered him one of the smartest people in this world. And so... This is how he lives his life. And he communicates that. So guess what we try to do? Yeah. Yeah. Let me do like Malcolm Gladwell. And so we try to take on this intellectual way of being because we're going to be smart. Well, Malcolm, I respect you and I love you, but I don't want to be like you. I don't need to show this world that I'm that smart. I've got this book called The Bible. I've got this God whose name is Jesus, and I trust him immensely. I trust him completely, and I want to have his wisdom, not the wisdom of this world. Verse 19 says, for the wisdom of this world is foolishness to God. Ah, boy, God can say some stuff that make us decide. This is why some people don't want to serve God. Because God hurts your feelings. <laughs> he tell you some stuff that just cuts you deep. God, you're telling me foolishness? Malcolm Gladwell probably read that and start cursing. <laughs> For the wisdom of this world. And again, the Lord knoweth the thoughts of the wise, that they are vain. I trust in the Lord. He's my everything. He is my everything. He is my everything. I will lean to my own understanding. No, no, no. I will acknowledge him. In all my ways, acknowledge him, ascertain his input in everything that you're doing. Sometimes, here we go, wisdom of this world again. Sometimes, God make you look foolish in this world. But it's okay. 
because of what we just read. What do you mean by that, preacher? Because sometimes I need an answer about something. And because I'm not leaning onto my own understanding I'm, and, I'm, and I'm trying to acknowledge him in all my ways, I'm waiting. God, what's your thoughts about this? And he don't answer. Is it something I already know, God? Where is the scripture, God? He don't answer. And somebody's waiting for me to give them an answer. So guess what? You just got to wait for me while I wait for Jesus. And if you're impatient or uncomfortable, okay, I, I understand. You can decide what you're going to do, but I'm just going to trust him. So while I wait for his answer, you can wait. If not, you can do your thing, but I'm going to trust him. His ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. Uh-huh. And so here is your first move that you need to make in trusting the Lord. Here's your first move in trusting the Lord. I never think I'm okay until I know I'm okay. I never think I'm okay till I know I'm okay. And in living for God, I always say to him, Lord, I want a deeper relationship with you because I think a deeper relationship make me better off. I want a closer relationship with you because I believe a closer relationship make me better off. And what hinders a lot of us from trusting God is relationship with God. Uh-huh. 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 And so you struggle in trusting God because your relationship with God, it's kind of loose, ain't close enough, because you normally only trust the people that you know. You don't trust people you don't know. And even when you allow them to help you or whatever, you're still skeptical. You're not really trusting them. You're just going with the flow as long as it's not going to hurt you. But you only really trust people who you know. This is why they like to say it's the people that's closest to you that normally hurt you. Because those are the ones you trust. Well, if you're going to trust God, you're going to get close to him. And that's where the struggle is. I need to trust God. But in order to trust him, I'm going to have to get Closer to him. I don't want to live on the French fringes with God. God bless me. God provide for me. Oh, God, will you touch my mind? Those are the fringes. I want to live in the will of God. I want to live in communion with God. I want to live in fellowship with God. I don't want to live on the fringes with God. 
because it's when I live in true relationship and communication and communion and, 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 and intimacy, that's when I really trust him. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they had a real relationship. That's why they could say, oh, king, the Lord our God will deliver us. And guess what? If he doesn't, we still won't bow down to you, oh, king. You don't say that living on the fringes. You say that when you're in it, when you are in communion with him, when you are intimate with him, you say that. But if you're not there... You're going to be negotiating with the king. I don't want to negotiate with nobody. I want to be so close to God that I can trust him complicitly. I can trust him completely. I can trust him with everything. Trust in the Lord. Let's stand. I pray to God, church, that this message will make a difference in your life. When will we allow the word of God to move us from point A to point B? When? Will we just continue to come in the house of God and stay at point A? For some of us, We had point C, and we never got to point D. When will we allow the word of God to move us? I pray that yesterday. I said, God, when will we move? Not getting our building, but as a people. When do we move? He gave me a little glimpse this morning. I thank God for I take, I hold on to any little thing he gives me. And yesterday at prayer at 6 o'clock, 6.30, I prayed with all my heart. And he gave me a little glimpse of saying, son, here's what it will look like if everybody get involved in the service. If everybody just give their heart to me, if everybody trusts me, we will move from point to point to point. But if we just stand and watch, if we just sit and listen, We will stay at the same place that we are. And I really want to see us move. I want to see us move to the next point and not stay at the point where we've been. I want to see us move. This is no time to be stagnant. This is no time to be complacent. This is no time to just be where we've always been. Because if you stay that way, you're going to get consumed by the whirlwind of this world. You will start to think differently. You will start to act differently. And you'll blame it on everything else except blaming it on your relationship, your standing with Jesus. And so I ask you today, will you leave here today trusting the Lord? You may not like what he says. You may not be comfortable in what he says to do. But will you trust the Lord in spite of it? Will you acknowledge him in all your ways? Oh, God, help us. Oh, God, help us. How about we just lift our hands to the heavens and seek the Lord 
for a better relationship. Lord Jesus, if we're going to trust you, we need to be closer to you. If we're going to trust you, Lord God, we need to know you more than we know you now. If we're going to trust you, Lord God, in every facet, every area of our life, if we're going to trust you completely, Lord, we need, oh God, to know you more than we've known you. We need, oh God, to experience deeper communion and fellowship with you than we've ever experienced. Oh, God, I pray this afternoon that your will will be done in our life, that your spirit, Lord God, will stir us, and that your will will be done in our life, Lord, that we will never go back to not trusting you. Huh? But, oh, God, I pray today there will be something that will raise up in every one of us, every uplifted hand, every person that is sincerely coming before you right now. I pray in the name of Jesus that they will completely surrender and trust you in every way, in every fashion of their life. That, Lord God, no matter what's going on around them, no matter what's going on even in them, that they will trust you. I pray in the name of Jesus that we will leave this place today changed, that we will leave this place today seeking your will and your purpose and trusting you like we've never trusted you. Father, I pray you have your way. We love you. We thank you today, Lord God, for speaking to us. We thank you today for showing up in this place and moving among us. I thank you today, Lord God, for all the hearts that you touched, for every person, Lord God, that had a supernatural experience with you today, for every comforting situation that you provided, for deliverance that you have done, Lord God, for sustainment that you have provided. I thank you today, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God, for the blessings. I thank you, Lord God, for the mercy and the grace that you've shown towards us. Ah, my God, we humble ourselves before you, for you are our God. You are our Lord, our ruler. Ah, oh, you are our source, our strength, our provider. You are everything, Lord God, and without you we are nothing. Ah. Now, Lord, oh God, help us to make ourselves vulnerable to you, to put ourselves in your hands and allow you to have the reign, the rule over our life. Oh God, I thank you for this day, for this moment, for this opportunity, for this occasion, Lord God. I thank you, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Jesus, have your way. We thank you, Lord Jesus. We give you honor and praise. There is none like you, Lord God. For you are the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the great I am. We thank you today, Lord God. We bless your name. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, somebody, let's thank the Lord today. Oh, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Come on, give the Lord praise and thanksgiving today. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I don't care what anybody thinks about me and how I behave. I'm doing it unto the Lord because I trust him and I'm not going to worry about anyone else. I trust Jesus. Come on, thank the Lord today. Hallelujah.
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Before you go today, don't forget our ladies' straight talk. This Friday evening at 7 p.m., all the ladies who are meat eaters and not milk drinkers, we want you to come out this Friday evening at 7 p.m. We are going to have Pastor Selmita Cole to do session two with you. She did session one a couple weeks ago. Now she's going to do session two. So we want you to come this Friday evening at 7 p.m. Also, Move the Mission Youth Rally, August 21st, 5 p.m. Contact Brother and Sister Hasker. I believe that's a district event, so make sure you connect with the Haskers and have them help them to plan this event so we can um, show up full force or participate full force in whatever way that we need to. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. We want Brother Scarlett to come. We're going to give our offering before we leave. Amen. You have an opportunity to give. So you've been blessed spiritually. Now be blessed financially. Come, Brother Scarlett, and take our offering. Thank you. Thank you. I want to say really quick, the Wyatt family really appreciates you and thank you for all your love, all your kindness you showed to us in uh, us losing um, my father and grandfather and all that stuff and, you know, father-in-law and all of that stuff. We thank you for your kindness and we thank you for being um, so good to us. We appreciate you. Also, I am proud of you, how you made our picnic a success. Yes, we are just devastated that we couldn't be here, but what you going to do? But you all showed up and showed out, and I appreciate you, and I thank you for being such good people and wonderful people of God. Amen. God bless you, Brother Scarlett. Praise God. If you're giving in line, it's www.myccc.faith, PayPal, Christ Center Church, Cash App. Dollar sign CCC 2711. Uh -huh. Amen. Bow your heads one more time. Father God, we thank you for this time for receive this offering. We ask you to bless every givers, those who have to give, those who have not. Make a way so they too can be blessed, Lord God. Help them to trust in you with all their heart. We give you glory and honor, all the honor. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Bring your tithes and offering unto the Lord. Beef fatties in the kitchen, support our building fund. In Jesus' name.